Diamond Crown is a mainstay. J.C. Newman does it right with the Diamond Crown from a flavor profile that is consistent to a construction that is spectacular. Diamond Crown is something else. But the Black Diamond is just a wonderful spin on it. I don't know what compelled them to spin it again, but they did. And I think we're amongst the first, at least that I've seen, Fingers, to be trying this thing out. And that's the way it should be. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, everybody. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And this is the Diamond Crown Black Diamond from J.C. Newman, jcnewman.com. Uh, now, this is their emerald. There are three different sizes. Vitolas for this cigar. This is the 6x52, which means it's six inches long. Tee Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And it's a 52 ring gauge. So that's the diameter of the cigar. Basically how thick it is around. Tee Again, with the laughter. Now, the Diamond Crown has been around for a good long time. Black Diamond has as well. In the day, Connecticut Cuban seed sun-grown with Dominican binder and filler. The Black Diamond, Connecticut Havana seed. Dominican binder and filler. So there's a question as to whether or not, and this is my question, is this a re-engineered cigar? Is this a cigar that they have rethought? Or is this nothing more than, well, the black diamond that you know and that you've had and that you've loved many, many times? Is it the black diamond 2.0? Ah, this is is the question that I'm asking. But, you know, First of all, this wrapper's beautiful. Is this thing freaking gorgeous? Now, it's not really a full black. It is It is a mottled black. So it's black and brown in this kind of interweave. The wrapper is smooth with just the right amount of oil on there. I was expecting it to be oilier, and I'm, I'm glad that it isn't. It's, it's perfect, and it, it just it looks marvelous. And a band that, and I rarely talk about the band in terms of attractiveness, the band matches the cigar so perfectly. Yes. It's gold, it's black, it's it's a little bit uh, wider, top to bottom, so it has this regalness to it, and you're like, yes, please. This is how I want my money banded. Yeah. In this band, right, right here. And I know stuff like that shouldn't matter, but it matters. It matters a little bit, right? When you're looking at the cigar and seeing that band and how it just looks so perfect, uh, per- blends so perfectly with this wrapper, so far, it's it's a home run. And the draw on this thing, we did a straight cut on this, right? There was no other reason to do anything else. I do a shallow straight cut. So on the cap, right, you're, to- you're toasting it, you're lighting it from the foot, you're cutting at the cap. When the cap starts to come in, that's where I cut. So I cut, as I would describe it, a little bit shallow. Fingers, you did the same on that yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I like to do. Now, no temptation at all to do a V-cut on something like uh, this? Not, not a chance. Not in a million years. Knowing what Diamond Crown does, knowing that there's some some bigness going on to the Black Diamond, I want as, as much of an open ring gauge as I can, I can without losing too much of the cigar. That's why I go shallow. Uh, the draw on this, exceptional. There, I am not doing any work to bring this into the palate. And... The hand feel, the the weight to it, again, perfect. Yes. There's no wiffle bat, uh, wiffle ball bat, wiffle ball bat feeling to it. Uh, it's not too heavy. It just feels so good in the hand. So this is the six by fifty-two. Get out your notebook. What did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? All very very important because it could affect 
how you engage a cigar. We've got just some slight humidity in Indianapolis. We've had sunny skies, some pretty dry weather. It's been it's been glorious. It is so close to fall and football. I, I could taste it. You, you need a moment? Maybe a moment or two. Uh, opening weekend, where will you be? Well, Tony, week one of the NFL season, uh, I'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course you will. Of course you will. Now, this cigar, Dominican the Binder and Fillers, we discussed it, and that Connecticut Havana wrapper. You, we've just lit this up. We're in the first third, right? Break it down. Break it up in your in your head. First third of the cigar, second third, and final third. And that's how you're writing down the notes. What is it that you're experiencing off this? Fingers on the first light. Where are you at? There's some light cocoa notes for me, some leather. I was expecting maybe some some spice, and so far I'm not getting anything. No, I'm, I'm with you. I am not getting any spice whatsoever. I, I do think that there's a good bit of, of, of leather there. I think there's, a, there's a, almost a, a, a cocoa sugary sweet going on, but not, not overwhelming. And I, 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 it's not, not a big sugar. It's not a sugar cookie sugar. It's just, it's just there. Pleasurable. Uh, the tobacco is actually coming across as a little bit lighter than I would have expected from such a cigar. So it's a bit, it's a bit beguiling, right? That you have this thing that feels this way, that's this dark, has got that kind of oil on there, but not over oily. Right. And smoking, smoking clean. I'm getting just a, a sense, a little bit of a peppery spice towards the back of my tongue. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's faint, but it's, it's there. Uh, I, I don't know if it's, it's because of what I ate today. Like you said, you know, should we play America's favorite game? It's going to be a short game. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Diet Coke, double decker oatmeal cream pie. That's it. Oh, you're on a diet. Yes, right? Who knew? <laughs> we'll play the game later. Um, yeah, right now I must tell you that while I'm enjoying the flavor and it's fitting the tongue very well, there's nothing overwhelming here. This is not as strong as it looks. But, man, is it smoking just beautifully. Yeah, and once again, I have to put this down. I'm smoking it too fast. But I, I get a sense you're not smoking it nearly as fast as I am. This is not going to be a high-maintenance stick. It just feels like uh, so far it's, it's very well constructed. Uh, it, we, we haven't had any issues at all. Uh, the, you know, with the draw, like you said earlier, and I, it doesn't feel like so far in the first third that you know it, it's going to be something that I'm going to have to touch up a lot. The question before us is, is this in your humidor? Now, we haven't smoked enough of the Black Diamond from J.C. Newman to know. We've got an MSRP of about $25, $26 a stick. You are in the category of it better move me in a very, very sensual way. Right. Uh, so far, you know, it's hard to make that determination because we just lit this and we're, we're barely For $25 into the first... a stick, you got to have some kind of serious connection to the cigar, though, right? No, 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 absolutely. I agree with you. And, of course, at, at this point, I can't say I have a serious connection with the cigar. But so far, so good to the point where would I have a, a box of these? No. Uh, but I would definitely want the smoking experience maybe one or two on my back deck or in my favorite cigar lounge. So it'll be interesting as we get into that second, third, and final third, is this a cigar that's going to require a second cigar to see where it is? What I am liking about the Black Diamond right now is that it is smoking easier than it looks. And I think for a lot of people, that's going to be a very pleasurable experience. For some people, they're going to have in their head a letdown right off the quick. 
That's why we have to give this to the second third or final third to see how it builds. I'm not catching a spice in the back uh, uh, of, of the tongue. That may build over time. I want to see those leather notes build. I want to see where those cocoa notes uh, kind of go. Does that then develop into a coffee kind of uh, a feel or does it stay uh, in that cocoa? The Black Diamond, Diamond Crown Black Diamond from J.C. Newman. So far, everything says to me, uh, Daddy's going to be happy. <laughs> in this conversation, Fingers Malloy, guess who Daddy is? There it is. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. The Boutique Cigar Association is about supporting cigar manufacturers who make less than a million, a million and a half cigars a year. And that sounds like a lot when you're thinking of that number. But when you're putting 20 in a box, 24 in a box, when you're thinking about the, the distribu distribution, not only in the United States, but worldwide, man, that goes really quick. And some of those bigger names you know are doing multiples of that million and a million and a half a year. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. We're at the Boutique Cigar Association show in Martinsville, Indiana. It's a big outdoor uh, event, and people are drinking and eating and having a good time. And Gabby Coffee is here. Dr. Wow. Coffee is here. I always say coffee, K-A-F-I-E. Is it coffee or caffeine? Cafe. Is it is coffee? Coffee's fine, yeah. No, I'm not going to say it wrong. It's in, in Spanish, we say cafe. Do you want me to say cafe? No, cafe's fine. Doctor. Thank Gabby, you. It's Caffey. a pleasure. Cafe Cigars, K A F I E, cigars.com. Cafe 1901. It's mm. cigars, it's coffee. And you know, I'm a huge fan of if it grows together, it goes together. The terroir, nice. how that soil moves things around. Uh, this is the second year of the show. Uh, good doctor. And by the way, yes. a medical doctor. Um, how exciting has the growth been of the BCA over the last year? You know, that's a great question. First of all, thanks for having me on uh, on the show. It's a great platform. Big fan of yours, by the way. Thank you, sir. Um, what about the, Fingers? You a fan show? of his at all? You I, fan love, of fingers I love Fingers. I think he's got a funny name, but I love him. Wow, he's, <laughs> it's really Fingers McGillicuddy. There it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I stole your line. I yeah, feel good about that's that. That's awesome. <laughs> the growth of the show is humbling. It really is. You know, we, we detected something uh, maybe five, six years ago. Something was missing. We talk about cigars. We talk about culture. We know it's an industry about people. But when it comes to small cigar manufacturers, because our reach is less than the big multinational companies, we don't really get to uh, interact with each other. We know we exist, but we're kind of like, we're, a lot of us are shy to reach out to another manufacturer. And we, what we wanted to do, what I wanted to do, I had this crazy idea to build a big family of small producers and it's really caught on. It's caught on fast. You know, people talk about, Oh, you know, the show, uh, last year's show compared to this year's it's we're, we're witnessing an exponential growth in manufacturers, in attendees. And, uh, if, if you were to look at social media traction, the interest, uh, it, it's growing exponentially. Our in our industry itself right. is interested in what we're doing. Um, a lot of times, small cigar companies are seen as liabilities because they may not have everything perfected in their business. But over the past few years, we've kind of demonstrated that we're an asset to the industry. So, and that comes into a whole world of FDA litigation and FDA regulations, and our voice has been heard. And we've got great partners like CRA and PCA that have allowed us the platform 
to really come up and speak and let these regulators know what it is that they're doing to our businesses. Right. You know. CRA being Cigar Rights of America, where I'm a lifetime member, and PCA is the Premium Cigar Association, which has the big trade show uh, that we were at in Vegas uh, just a while ago. That's true. Now, uh, we rode in today. It was a beautiful day. I've got a convertible. We rode in together. Tony, what was I smoking on the way in Oh, here? you were smoking <clears throat> a uh, Cafe Connecticut. Beautiful. He was. Great cigar. And I, I told Tony, I said, I, Connecticut is not usually my thing, yeah. but I, I grabbed that stick out of my humidor. It nice. is. It, this is not a suck-up moment because you'll, you'll totally agree with True. me. What I say, I said, this is one of the best Connecticut's I've ever had. You said, when I wow. see Dr. Caffey, I might just kiss him open <laughs> That's now. That's great. No. She said. Yes. That's love. Oh, wow. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the Connecticut. So the Connecticut, I, I have dream blends, right? I think there, as a cigar company, Blending is our opportunity to interpret our dream uh, or rendition of a tobacco product, right? Mm -hmm. So the Connecticut blend, everyone's always talking about how, oh, Connecticut tobacco's grassy. It's got a little bit of hay, barnyard. Like they lean toward, like a lot of those words are kind of with a negative connotation. Oh, it's grassy. Like you never hear somebody say, oh, it's delicious and it was grassy, right? So... I really set out to develop a Connecticut blend uh, that leaned on the creamy side, that had more full body, more full flavor, and it all has to do where the Connecticut wrapper is grown. I initially started working with Connecticut tobacco from Ecuador, and it was a hit. That cigar was a hit. It got nominated Best Value Cigar by Cigar Journal. We were very pleased but then we switched and we started using Honduran Connecticut wrapper. It's Connecticut seed grown in Honduras. Right. And we just got different flavor profile out of it. And of course, a Connecticut wrap cigar, it's a light shade cigar. It doesn't go through a deep fermentation cycle. It's very quick. We don't want to alter the, the look of the wrapper. Uh, it, it gets air cured. Very. I'm not going to go into the details because those are secrets. Right. But we don't ferment that tobacco. It literally goes from the barn a couple weeks later, but it's all about the fillers. It's the type of fillers that really bring balance to the cigar. Um, you want too many cigars that I've smoked, I would define as like being bipolar or schizophrenic. Like they don't know. You have to tell a story with a blend. A story is like a cigar. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you want to be entertained that entire time. You want to be captivated. Because the second you don't like something, you're going to toss it. So when I make a blend, I'm really focusing on the journey of that story, that, that, that transition, beginning, middle, and end. And now, of course, we've moved to the Dominican Republic. So it's, it's, I've got my hands full with a lot of new tobaccos that I'm discovering. I'm learning a lot more about tobaccos. I'm right. working with a great master blender now. I don't consider myself a master blender. By the way, you did. You moved factories. You only got about a, a minute or so. That's a huge thing when you think about it. Because to get something set up, to get the relations set up, takes time. It's friendships. It's connections. It, it, it builds. To move factories is a huge deal. You did it. How difficult was that? It was very difficult. It was gut-wrenching. Uh, the trigger point was, uh, I won't talk politics, but... There's a big shift in Central American politics, and Honduras uh, voted for a president that is leaning very hard to the left, so much so that uh, 
we're we're afraid. I'm personally afraid that if I continue to operate in Honduras, it would just complicate things even further for us in the future. So the decision was difficult, but it was made very fast. Uh, very fast decision um, happened last November. We're in Santiago now with La Aurora. We're very blessed to be with such a great partner with a 120-year history. Sure. And so for me, you mentioned I'm a doctor. I love learning. And that, to me, is the best place to learn about tobacco, about blending, about this entire business. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the future. You know, I, <clears throat> Fingers and I come from the political world. And what we do with Eat, Drink, Smoke is... is put the politics aside and talk about the thing that we love, but we also talk about things going on in the cigar lounge and, and we'll get into it a, a, another time that geopolitics plays a huge part in what we're dealing with. Like geopolitics plays into supply chain issues. Yeah. Geopolitics plays into where you can smoke a cigar and, and you talk about the FDA and how cigars get treated like cigarettes, which is such a serious problem fingers that you and I are constantly uh, uh, addressing. So, so the idea of making a move based on that, it's the same reason that people move out of certain states yes, to other do. states yes, uh, in order for a better life. But we're going to talk about that That's another a time. Point. Uh, Gabby Coffee, Coffee Cigars, K A F I E, CoffeeCigars.com. Appreciate you. So the FDA recently, well, let's call it suffered a loss. A loss against the cigar industry based on their interpretation of rules and regulations for cigars that it turns out they weren't able uh, to make. They were, in in a way, misrepresenting the situation that was forcing cigar manufacturers, big and small, to get into some radical changes that could have decimated them. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, and Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Dr. Gabby Caffey joins us right now. Caffey Cigars, K-A-F-I-E, CaffeyCigars.com, cigars and, and coffee. You are a medical doctor, and we've spoken before about the, the the concept of cigars and health and how cigars are not cigarettes. But the FDA conversation is a huge one. And the and as you've discussed before, we've been on, on, on Zoom calls where you have, uh, and I'm going to say this kindly, lost your head in the idea that they're not listening to actual data and actual science about cigars and not and, and and utilizing that as opposed to saying, well, cigarettes, this, ergo, tobacco, uh, that. The the FDA decision, uh, the, the judge's decision about the FDA saying, sorry, you're kind of misrepresenting the data. Talk to me about it as you see it and what it means for a boutique seller like yourself. That's a great question, uh, Tony. Thanks for having me. Um, listen, I became aware of this battle with the FDA back in 2013. It really started in 2009. The journey has been painful. Lots of Very. people lots of people have dedicated a lot of money and a lot of time to fight this. If you want to fast forward to what's recently happened with uh, Judge Meta with premium cigars, is we engaged, we as the Boutique Cigar Association engaged um, an agency that was appointed to review the science behind premium cigars. That agency is known as NASM, the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. It, it kind of happened really quietly. Nobody really found out until it was like six months into their review process. I found out because I was... I'm a, like a savant researcher, you know, I have to like know what's going on because I want to know what my future entails and also for other industry partners. 
I came to find out that NASM was reviewing literature on tobacco, specifically cigars that included machine-made cigars. It included cigarillos. It included a vast majority of products that don't fit the definition of what a premium cigar is, which is a hand-rolled. That's the differentiator. It's not that a a machine-made cigar is something you wouldn't smoke in your life, but a premium cigar is a hand-rolled product. It is a different... Uh, creation, and therefore it ends up as a far different product mm-hmm. altogether than what you see in the machine. Just wanted to make sure everyone was clear about yes, that. Yes, Well, the, there's a lot of different processes. Now, look, I'm not here to say what's good or bad. I'm just here to identify that we belong to a specific segment of manufacturers. Agreed. All right? Now, um, mind you, there's been a ton of people that have come before me that we owe a lot of gratitude to. Industry like legends, all right? I could name them all, but I'd probably take up the next 10 minutes of your show. So let's we all, do that. We all know who they are, and they've dedicated millions of dollars and time into this. But what we were able to do is keep poking at the line long enough for the line to actually turn his head and really come to its senses and realize that it doesn't matter. Nesson brought together seven doctors to review the scientific literature not one of them said, well, let's wait a minute. What, I don't understand. What's a cigarillo? What's a machine-made cigarillo? Nobody cared. There was one moment that really changed uh, the momentum for the premium cigar industry that's not talked about often. One of the lead researchers, they did some testing on premium cigar consumption. They took a non-smoker. They tested nicotine levels in that person's blood. Then they took an individual that smoked a regular premium hand-rolled cigar. Right. And an hour after the gentleman had smoked a cigar, they tested both, let's call them subjects. They tested nicotine levels, and they did not find a spike of nicotine in the gentleman who smoked a premium cigar. That confused them enough not to admit, but to come to the conclusion that they need to do more research. Does that make sense? Yes, which is, for, for government work, sometimes yeah. very impressive. So if you're a cigar customer and you walk into a humidor and you say, oh, coffee has a new cigar, they just, they just brought it out, uh, they may not know how much time, money, and effort goes into bringing a, a new blend yeah. to the customer. How much time, money, and effort yeah. does it come? And, and what would the FDA's wow. regulations that they want to implement, how would that impact you? I would say average time, just to be blunt, two years average time for a really good blend, right? Mm. Money, if you're working with a very gifted factory, thirty to $50,000 money, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking you've got, because you're talking, people forget that time is money also. It's not just like, oh, I spent five bucks on this leaf. No, time is money. Knowledge is more expensive. If you're going to throw in the price of knowledge, we got a problem. But keeping things affordable, right? 30 to 50 grand, couple of years, you can really hit a home run with a, a blend that's going to appeal to a lot of people. What was the third question? Now, how would the FDA's <clears throat> regulations, if they were able to implement what they want to implement, how so, would that affect so, the new blend? Well, even before the cigar would hit market, we would need to get pre-market approval to market that product. That's a, a year and a half to two-year process of just sitting around waiting after the two years that the cigar was made. And then they want you to go through what would be called substantial equivalence testing to prove that there are no deleterious 
uh, agents in the tobacco product that could be a carcinogen. That you're looking at about, people say minimum $10,000 per Vitola. So if you got a cigar blend that comes in five That's sizes. That's per shape, everybody. Yeah, Vitola is shape. So if you got a cigar blend that you're releasing to market and it's got five sizes, minimum $50,000. You're not including the attorney's fees. That's just the lab fee, the application process, the two years pre-market approval authorization. It's not a business anymore. Now, mind you, we're talking about a topic that when the pioneers of the tobacco industry started in America, if we, if we go back to the 1900s, there was no regulations at all. There was a tobacco company called, uh, God, what was the name? Union something. We'll call it Union something. Yeah, yeah. They had 6,000 premium cigar tobacconist stores in the United States. Amazing. United Tobacco, they were called. Okay. In 1900. You can look that up. 6,000 stores. People think that, oh, we're in a cigar boom now. No, man, that happened a thousand years, a hundred years ago. Right now, we're in a renaissance of cigars where we're getting that foot that's being shoved on my neck. That we're finally alleviating some of that pressure and we can begin to see clearly. So I'm not celebrating yet, but we're headed in the right direction. I, I, I believe that as, as well. And that, and that Judge Murtha decision, M-E-R-T-H-A is how you spell his name, uh, made it a lot easier. Because what it allowed for the industry to do is take a breath and know that while there may be other issues at play, there may be other things that the FDA is engaged with, and there's not an opposition to a idea of regulation, it is the idea of onerous regulation that really gets and, and, and impacts what it is we love. This is created for them breathing room and opportunity, and if, if the FDA is going to think well, then there's an opportunity for people to m really kind of show that there's, there's a difference here. And once you can show that yes, difference, yes. you can create uh, the better rules. Uh, Dr. Gabby Coffey, KFIE, quickly, sir. I'll leave you with this. Look, cigars do not have a youth access problem. We never did, and we, we never will. Cigar lounges are run and operated by very responsible business owners, and no miners go in there looking for a $15 premium cigar. <laughs> Second thing is cigars are not addictive. The whole concept of nicotine, it, let me rephrase that. Quickly. A premium cigar is the worst nicotine delivery device in all tobacco products. We're not the problem. That's Dr. Gabby Coffee. Coffee Cigars. I'm sorry, Coffee Cigars. I don't know why I pronounced your name wrong. I like you so very, very much. K-A-F-I-E, CoffeeCigars.com. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. Bardstown Bourbon makes some fine juice in Bardstown, of course is the town of towns. But I'm not a guy who's in for the shtick. I want a bourbon to be a bourbon, and I don't mind when distillers want to play, want to try, want to create. But when you decide you're going to finish in a stout barrel, I'm talking about a stout beer. Well, I don't know what to think. But when you're Bardstown, I'll give it a try. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's so good to be with you. Tony Katz, that's me. Fingers Malloy, that's the guy right there from Bardstown. This is the Bardstown Bourbon Collaborative Series Founders Brewing KBS Stout Finish. That's a big name. 
Yes, it is. It's a giant name, uh, Fingers Malloy. This is a 10-year Tennessee bourbon from a distillery with an undisclosed source that is finished for 15 months in KBS Stout Barrels from Founders Brewing. 84% corn on the mash bill, 8% rye, 8% malted barley. That's a sweet mother right there. Yeah, it is. And I, I got to tell you, Tony, I'm really excited about this because Founders Brewery, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Michigan boy right here, had plenty of Founders beer over the years. Their stout is fantastic. You had it right in the bottle when you were a baby, oh, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. That's how they raise us in Michigan. Right, Mother uh, Malloy, put it right there. That's in the- right. Throw and, a nipple on that and uh, right in the mouth. Oh, it, it tastes, Two in the mouth. Tastes like home. Oh, I'm excited. This comes in, Fingers Malloy, at a 55 proof. Actually, a 55% alcohol by volume, 110 proof. Oh, I'm even more excited. Applause for anything over 100 proof from Fingers Malloy. We do it neat is what we do, uh, and that's how we have the Bardstown bourbon right here. We have it in the Glen Cairn glass. That's that oddly shaped glass that kind of, it's got a foot on it, then it bows out and it comes back in, so you can move it around, check it along the light, check out that viscosity as it's sticking to the glass, and then really get your nose right in there. And fingers Malloy. That, 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 that's a sweet, sweet, sweet little thing. That is sugary, chocolatey sweet. Sugary, chocolatey, and a little bit of Michigan cherry. You're, just being, the little, you're just being the worst kind of person. Do you get a little bit of the Traverse City cherry in there? I, I, I do not. Oh. What I will tell you is that, not, I mean, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of citrus. That's what I get out of, out of this nose right here. It's, it's, it's a lovely nose. There's a touch of an alcohol, a touch of an ethanol uh, 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 on that. Oh, my God. Fingers. Do you need a moment alone? Smells like home. You are the weirdest dude sometimes. You really are. That was just very awkward. Most people be like, oh, that's touching. Nope. 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 Smells like home. Listen, you can take the boy out of Michigan. You can't take the Michigan out of the boy. Is that what they so say? That's what they say. Well, that's, that's a weird thing say. to say. We do this neat. Uh, we do what's known as the Kentucky Chew, move it around uh, the palate. You want to get a feel for everything. Sometimes you take a second sip. First sip will set the taste buds. Second sip is where you really get the flavors. Fingers Malloy. It is from Bardstown Bourbon. It is the collaborative series Founders Brewing KBS Stout Finish. Fingers Malloy, you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. We start this thing neat right here. Fingers Malloy takes the sip. It is, it is a, a, a copper, maybe it's more amber. We'll say it's more amber coloring on there. Fingers, what do you, uh, what do you say, Fingers? Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. First of all, there's a little bit of sting on the tongue, which also, it's a sting, but there's also a spice there. Which uh, reminds you of home? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Michigan has been described as spicy. Uh, so, yes, it does remind <laughs> me of home, but there's also that chocolate that you talked about. I, I'm getting that cherry, uh, and it, it's, there is no way this plays at over 100 proof. A, a hint of sting on the tongue, and I think some of that sting comes from the spice that I'm getting. And there's no burn or really that much of a, a warmth in the chest, but that may be because I'm dead inside. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think. Now, this KBS is a bourbon barrel aged chocolate coffee stout at 12% alcohol by volume. Go ahead, fingers, boy. <laughs> it's a beer. It gets a uh, flaws uh, right there. So that's what this was finished in. 
Uh, am I ready for this, Fingers Malloy? Well, are you ready for this, Tony? Well, I guess we're about to find out. From Bardstown Bourbon Company, the founders, the collaborative series, finished in the KBS Stout Barrel. Here we go. To your health, Fingers Malloy. L'chaim. Uh, L'chaim. He's going in. God, your, your Hebrew is terrible. <laughs> He's going like a in. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the Glen Karen, Glen Ross glass. <laughs> He's doing the Memphis Munch. And what do you think there? I'm doing the Michigan Munch. Oh, the Michigan Munch. Very nice. Oh, uh, He's chewing, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, it's hot. What the hell? Hot, 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 hot. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Ah. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> he does not look like a fan, ladies and gentlemen. Eh. Oh, I wish I would have taken video. Oh, there's something wrong with my tongue. <laughs> wow. Um, first of all, I mean, it totally coated the tongue from tip to tail. Um, it's actually, can I, can I, would I be wrong? And maybe you're going to argue that's the cherry. It, it came off as tart. Okay. Um, I think the finish after, after getting through that is actually kind of kind of kind of nice. There's a heat that's intensifying in, in the throat is, is, is where it is. Um, that's a, that is cherry and chocolate for, for, for sure. There's no oak uh, no. To, be, to be thought of here. Maybe maybe there's a touch of coffee going on. Oh, <laughs> fingers! I can appreciate how much you like it, but I, 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 I'm going to argue that it is it is not for my palate. You need more oak. I need I need less of everything else. <laughs> right here, I, I, what I will agree with you with that's that's not playing at one ten proof. That, no. that that's not coming across that hard. But it's such it's such overwhelming flavor. Ouch. It is such <laughs> overwhelming flavor on the on the tongue right there that that's yeah that's not that's not one that that moves me. Now, I'm gonna move it to a cube in about seven and a half seconds, fingers. Mm -hmm. But you're you're down for this. Oh yeah, I I always I lean more towards a sweeter bourbon than you do. So this plays more for for my palate than it would yours. I know you like much more of an oaky bourbon. Uh, I I'm really enjoying this. Uh, I, I feel like that this is a bourbon that shouldn't sh uh, make people who uh, haven't had bourbon before, it shouldn't make them, uh, they, it should be turned off by it. I don't think it's a bourbon that it, it's someone, because it does not play at 100, over 100 proof, I think that people at the table could all enjoy it, especially if it's like after dinner, you want something sweet, uh, but you, you're not grabbing uh, something for dessert. It's a nice dessert bourbon. It's good fall bourbon. Bardstown bourbon makes great stuff. Bardstown bourbon has my respect, but we have to be honest with each other. I put it on a cube. I have found something that is not for my palate. It's not your jam. Not my jam. It's, that's, that's okay. It, and it's the intensity. It is the intensity of those flavors. Is it your jam? Bardstown Bourbon, the collaborative series, Founders Brewing KBS Stout Finish, Fingers Malloy is a fan. We'll find out if it's in his liquor cabinet in just a little bit. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. E. coli. Now that I have your attention. No joke. Multi-state E. coli outbreak 
The reporting from eatthis.com, eat this, not that, traced back to Wendy's. So the CDC reported 37 cases of food poisoning from E. coli. That number has gone up to 100, is, is expected to rise. Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Indiana. So my dear people on WIBC, my home station in Indianapolis, my dear people there, uh, MNC uh, in, in, in the South Bend area. Oh, dang. Fingers, how are you feeling? I feel fine. You uh, do? Yeah, even though I, I did have a uh, Dave's Double. Wait, you said you had like an oatmeal pie thing. Yeah, that was. I'm talking last night. Last night I had a Dave's Double, and that's two quarter pound patties. That's with all the toppings. Pounds. Yeah. Why not just call it a half pound burger? Why would you go through the the hassle of calling it two quarter pound patties? You know what it is. Well, anyway, they had lettuce on it. So at least I think they had lettuce on it. They usually like to pile the lettuce on their burgers, too. They don't skimp with the lettuce. They don't? No, they usually like to put a lot of lettuce on the burger. So, uh, but I feel fine. Uh, so, so far, so good. Obviously, they have recognized that they have a problem, and hopefully they have uh, gotten rid of the, the bad lettuce, which, listen, I have been someone who has said for a long time you shouldn't be eating lettuce at all, uh, especially on burgers. <laughs> so... Really, where you should avoid lettuce is salads, <laughs> right? Just get that right out of there. Cheese and bacon bits. That's what um, I say. The number of cases in Michigan alone, according to the New York Post, was 43. Uh, results for 55 more cases in Michigan uh, pending. And remember, as we're recording this, that number can change. So depending on when you hear it versus when we've recorded it, right, that number could still go up. I, I wouldn't be someone who's like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going to Wendy's again. It could be a multiplicity of things that have done this. They're not seeing the E. coli in grocery stores, just specifically with the chain. So it could have been some kind of processing handling at, at a Wendy's corporate facility or in a series of stores, whatever the case may be. Frightening stuff. What's even more frightening to me, Tony, is there's a good possibility that you still have not had Wendy's breakfast. And I, that troubles me. I have not had the French toast sticks. I've had Wendy's. those. I've had those already. And, and I almost pulled the phone out to do a full review of the Wendy's French toast sticks. And then you realized you needed to be alone? Yes. I had to have a moment to myself with the French toast sticks. They look like French toast. They look like deep fried French toast. Sl slices of real bread. Like the, if you get the, the French toast sticks at Burger King. Give me a moment. Dude. Yeah, sure. Let no, me paint, let, take your time. Let me paint a picture. Would you please? <laughs> the, 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 Put the, your pants back on. <laughs> the, the, the French toast sticks at Burger King, they just look like sticks. The French toast at Wendy's, it looks like slices of French toast. So thankfully, those aren't contaminated with any kind of E. coli, as far as we know. But uh, you need to try the Wendy's breakfast, Tony. It needs to happen. We need to have it on video. That's what we need. We need a video review of you eating... Wendy's breakfast. Well, we'll wait till they clear this all, all up uh, for sure. And then there is a list. Fingers Malloy, we do love a list here. It's true. The show should be called Eat, Drink, Smoke Lists. Nine habits linked to a longer, happier life. French toast sticks is number four. As well. Wait, number four? 
I don't think it's in any kind of ranked order. How, okay. How's it not top three? Number one on their list is regular screenings. I love going to movies. No, I, think, I believe they mean medical screenings. Oh. Oh, okay. I guess I could see that. So if, if you keep uh, uh, up with, with, with your health and whatnot, then uh, according to the list, you will live longer. Is this a generational thing when it comes to, I've noticed, uh, I'll use Fingers Molloy Sr. as an example. He's ah, the great Fingers Molloy Sr. 84 years young. God bless that man. Yes. Uh, he does not like to go to the doctor at all. Me, if, if I got a little pain in my shoulder, run to the doctor. Always concerned. It's, it's uh-oh, is this the big one? Is this, is this happening? So I run to the doctor for almost everything. The whole Red Fox thing you go to? <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you, do you feel like younger generations feel a little bit more comfortable going to the doctor as opposed to, uh, you know, the say the yes, baby boomers? Uh, and part of that is a um, pseudo-machismo conversation, right? Older generation, uh, you just put, you rub some dirt on it. <laughs> you rub some dirt on it, and, uh, and, then, and then you're good to go and you're set. Uh, younger generation, um, I shouldn't have an owie anywhere on me. <laughs> just ply me with drugs because that's what mommy used to do. Uh, and and so that's why that's why the the Gen X people seem so normal by comparison. And according to this list, it's why we're much more happy. Does this list say we're more happy? Well, if you're going regular, if you're getting regular screenings, Tony, if you're going to the doctor, it says that this would be a habit linked to a longer, healthier, happier life. But what's regular? Once a year? I would think so. Look, and, and that, screenings are important, especially. Uh, I recently went to do a. Uh, a skin cancer screening, and oh, uh, right? I had a mole uh, that was a little uh, troubling to look at, and uh, found out that it needed to be removed. Uh, all's well, all th- all's okay, but if I had ignored it, it could have turned into something bad. So it's it's important, especially with uh, you know if you if you have moles as you get older. Uh, how, uh, what what was the matter? What was the issue with the mole? What it it was precancer. Uh, they oh said, God! Yeah, I, I was asking. I was going to do a joke about what it looked like. Oh, you go right to pre-cancer, dude. Uh, dude, d- did you freak? Yes. Yeah. Did I, you really? I, I freaked. Yeah, because I listen. I'm, uh, you know, Irish with uh, the you know some German blood in me as well. So I'm pale. Uh, the sun and I don't get along. I've got a lot of moles, and this mole looked uh, troubling. It was uh, regular. Was uh, it the- shaped like Piazzadora? Wow, that's exactly how the dermatologist that, described it. That's the joke I was going for because I need to get a good Piazzadora reference in just, you know, to hit all the age groups. You kids under the age of 50, ask Jeeves Piazzadora. You kids under the age of 66. <laughs> Let's but not kid ourselves. It, it was two or three different colors, and it wasn't perfectly round, and so they took a look at it. Good Lord. Are you yeah. sure it wasn't a Fruit Loop? <laughs> that, that, that has happened to me before. Uh, thankfully, I haven't had to run to the dermatologist for that. But it was on my back, and uh, so I have to go. Actually, uh, they did the screening, and now I have to go in in a couple of weeks, and they're going to remove the rest of it, and I should be fine after that. But First of all, I'm glad. Secondly, damn, that stuff's so important. Yeah. It is so outrageously important. There, there's a, a fine line between letting something go you shouldn't and being obsessive about things. Finding that sweet spot. Of not every ache and pain means you run to the doctor. It means you've gotten older. <laughs> it means that maybe your days of drinking till 3 a.m. are over. Oh. Or of your, if you're of a certain age, drinking till 10 p.m. 
It's over. You're not a doctor. You can't tell me what to do. Uh, I think I got this one right. You got to find that sweet spot, but you do have to keep an eye on things. So good on you. Good on you. Everybody get a screening. Just find somebody who likes you and like, hey, I'm going to strip down. Check my whole body. That's the kind of fine sage medical advice we give here at Eat, Drink, Smoke Doctor. Stay out of jail. Oh, definitely stay out of jail. That's also good. Good life advice. It's not every day you turn 200, but it's important that you celebrate on your 201st. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. Let's go bourbon. It is the bourbon reader you've always needed. Oh, what a book. Available at Amazon.com. Everything you want to know about bourbon, the laws about bourbon, famous names in bourbon, great quotes, recipes. Let's go bourbon from Fingers Malloy and Tony Katz. That's us. It's available at Amazon.com. It's called Let's Go Bourbon. This Fingers Malloy celebrates our 200th episode 200 episodes everybody two zero zero that is 100 more than 100 episodes yet one less than 201 episodes 200 episodes did the math all by myself just me and an abacus and nothing but hours to figure it out you went right to the abacus which is exactly where i was going so we were trying to figure out how to celebrate and then realized we had no way to put together a celebration for our 200th episode so we said you know what we will be total morons, and we will do it for our 201st. So next week, next week, we will be recording on, uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to give dates here. I never usually Ooh. give dates. We're giving out dates? I'm giving out dates, uh, Fingers Malloy, on Thursday, September 1st, which is the start of Bourbon Heritage Month. Ah. We will be celebrating our 200th episode at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, starting at 5 p.m. We have an opportunity for some people. First of all, let me just say for the record, it's free. The opportunity is is free? No, no, no. The opportunity will cost you huge. Coming to Blend in Indianapolis, Indiana, BlendBarCigar.com is free. You can come from all over the country. You will be directed towards a specific cigar if you want an opportunity. You do not have to purchase this specific cigar. But if you purchase the cigar, your name literally will go in a hat. Oh, I like hats. Also, Fingers Malloy, we have to buy a hat. Oh. Five names. There goes the budget. (laughs) Five. Five names will be pulled from the hat Mm. to celebrate our 200th episode. On 201. On 201. That's right. On the 201st episode, we're celebrating our 200th episode. We are cracking a bottle of Old Forester Birthday Bourbon 2021. If I were to sell my bottle of Old Forester Birthday Bourbon 2021... On the open market, I would get $1,500 for that bottle. And you know what I say? <laughs> We're opening the bitch. Uh, we are opening whoa. the bottle. That's right. That's right. That's, the language has loosened up over 200 episodes. It really has. It really has. Five people. 
five people because you know we'll be here. Our friend Jeff Clark will be here from the Indiana Liquor Group. Uh, Brian Lerman from Blend Bar Cigar will be here. We'll be breaking it down. The story of Old Forrester, the story of this birthday bourbon line, which it turns out for 2022 nationwide lottery that's how they're going to be distributing right you have that story somewhere i thought you had that story somewhere that that's how they're going to distribute that bourbon this this coming year they're going to do it via a lottery system which is pretty dang awesome we have a bottle we will open it five people will win a pour of birthday bourbon 2021 from old forester and drink it with us well, I mean, listen, you're, you're making this announcement, and we're on uh, 60 radio stations. There will be people traveling from Texas, I'm sure, from Florida, from Oregon, all over the country to have an opportunity to, to have. Are, are we going to have uh, velvet rope uh, at the door? Oh, are we no, gonna no, have no. Do- people are going to be sitting right next to you. <laughs> Everybody's going to be crowded together. We're actually going to pipe the show through the whole place. It's going to be fantastic. Now, what that cigar is, we haven't decided yet. Oh. But we're going to, to use our minds to figure out what would best pair with the Old Forester 2021 birthday bourbon. But you are going to get a chance to get a pour. Now, I could be violating a tremendous number of regulations and rules by saying you have to buy a cigar to do it. It might be that you don't have to buy a cigar to do it. And that we'll just put your name in a hat anyway because I don't know if you can tell people they have to no purchase. No purchase necessary. Right. I, don't, I think you might oh, have to do that. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are. But in order to ensure that Fingers Malloy doesn't go to jail because, as he often <laughs> says to me, Tony, I'm too pretty to go to jail. Uh, right? If I'm, and if I'm going to go to jail, I'm going to go to jail in Vegas in three weeks. Not for selling cigars in Indianapolis. Well, the, the cigars were, it's, it's the shop. They're allowed to sell it. Yes. I just want to make sure we're not doing anything wrong. That's what I want to make sure of. Uh, so, so the opportunity is there. Come join us. Gifts are welcome, but also necessary. So, <laughs> so you could do that as, as well. It's, you know, for, for a show that started... When, when I decided to do this thing because I just, I, I needed a break from politics. And I came to Fingers and I said, here's what we're gonna do. Fingers, being the perfect radio partner who ever existed, looked at me and said, okay. <laughs> it was an easy sell. Listen, Fingers, this is what I wanna do. I want to smoke cigars and drink bourbon. Oh, twist my arm. I get paid. <laughs> yes, twist my I arm. I get paid to do it. And so, I mean, over the three years we've been doing this now, to move from podcast only into radio syndication, uh, to to be uh, aligned with with some of the the sponsors that you'll be hearing about over the next couple of weeks, uh, the opportunities that have have happened, the content that we're now uh, starting to sketch out and build, it's it's been it's been a crap ton of fun. Four years, Tony. What do you mean four years? Four years, Tony. We started this four years ago. In fact, I have it on a Facebook memory of episode number one, and it was August 25th, 2018. Is that right? Well, 200 episodes. It's been four years. Time flies when you get paid to smoke cigars and drink bourbon. It only feels like three. (laughs) It only feels like three. So that's what's going on. Uh, so we, we hope uh, you join us. 
Uh, we might have some giveaways. I, I've got some cool pullovers that will be available for sale, but we might give one of those away. We've got some books that we might do a giveaway with. Well, we, we've got a hat we'll give away. We'll give away the hat. Oh, the hat. The hat that we draw out of, we will also give away. That's, that is genius. Oh. That is perfect. And by the way, you mentioned that there is going to be an Old Forester birthday bourbon sweepstakes. Uh, you'll be able to enter that between August 24th and August 31st. More information at oldforester.com. We'll throw the story up on our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. So, yeah, because you're going to want to... You're gonna want to, how how difficult is the entering? Could you do it right now? Uh, well, you have to do it between August twenty fourth and right thirty first. So, we're in it. Yeah, we're right. We're in the thick of it. Uh, so how how di- like like do we? How difficult is this to do? That's my my question. Well, we have to go to oldforester.com to find out. And we only have a minute left, Tony. We're not gonna have enough time. <laughs> You're just gonna have to go to. You really you should go. Through the middle, man. You just go to eatdrinksmokeshow.com <laughs> to find out where to go to, to, to uh, enter the sweepstakes. But this is exciting. 201 episodes. Time flies when you're having fun. It's an incredible, incredible experience. Uh, the bourbon is the Bardstown. This is Bardstown Bourbon, part of their collaborative series with Founders Brewing KBS Stout Finish. Fingers Malloy is a yes on this. Uh, in terms of uh, neat, but not so much on the price at $160 yeah, a bottle. at your lounge for a pour, yes. Not at $160 a bottle. It just didn't fit my palate. Now, the Diamond Crown uh, Black Diamond, this is a lovely smoke. At $25, it's one every now and again. Not thinking it's in my humidor on the regular. But that spice in that final third has picked up. Not problematic enjoyable episode 201 is coming come join us next week we're eat drink smoke follow eat drink smoke on social media on twitter at go eat drink smoke on facebook facebook.com slash eat drink smoke and instagram at eat drink smoke podcast